All right, boom. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another fun and exciting adventure of TCAD, T-C-A-D, Theatrical Conjecture and Dissertation. A fancy name for an unfancy show. It is I, Don the Legend Chambers, coming to you from sunny Southern California. Also enjoying this awesome weather is Ms. Jerry Stewart. How are you doing, Ms. Stewart? I'm doing so good, Mr. Chambers. Oh, yes. Just reveling in the sunshine on election day. You voted, correct? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Got out there and vote. I mean, well, I mean, although, no, just go just go vote. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it doesn't really matter that much here as opposed to other places. I feel like the only time I vote, like, super, super mattered was... I was still in uh, Virginia and I was like, I had just, I was a, I sent in my absentee ballot and that was when uh, Virginia was a swing state. Mm. Uh, Obama's first term. Yes. Um, Yes. I really felt like that vote counted, you know? (laughs) Yes. Everybody get out and vote, especially your local elections, like just for your, your city and such. Go yeah, because California be, has like hella propositions that that affect us exactly on the daily, and like those are the things that people don't pay that much attention to, but they probably, need to. probably affect us more than than other things. Exactly. So get out there yeah. and vote, people. Uh. All right, that was our civic civic responsibility checked off. <laughs> Although by the time this <laughs> drops, voting will be closed. But even so. <laughs> Which is from even so, even so, always gotta remember to vote. Two years later, when you're listening to this episode, exactly, go vote vote again. But yeah, so as uh, our tens of listeners know, we've just dropped our ten minute take on Bohemian Rhapsody, so we won't get uh, really deep into that here. Uh, Suffice to say, uh, we both enjoyed it in varying levels, but. Both enjoyed the movie, had a great time. I know I did, so I am, uh, I am definitely uh, recommending uh, that movie for people to go out to see. I believe Miss Stewart is as well. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, hey, uh, late breaking news, late breaking news. Do you know who is the people's sexiest man alive for this year? I do know who the people's sexiest man alive is this year because he's the sexiest man alive every year. <laughs> but Mr. Magazine has yep, yep. Mr. Idris Elba, sexiest man. That's right, alive. I know uh, right now all of our female listeners are scrambling uh, to find uh, either a physical copy. Of People Magazine, or they're going to people.com and checking it out. I'm not mad at you. It's okay. It's okay. Go on. Take a look. Take it in. It's quite all right. Do do you have your copy yet, Miss Stewart? I don't have a hard copy, but I I definitely have, like, seen it and, like, pulled it up on my computer. And it may or may not be my wallpaper. I'm not going to say either way. I will say that's a yes. I will say that's a yes. I will say there is some picture he's got in there with some smoldering look that you've decided, oh, yes, that's going to be my wallpaper. Yep. I am, I am opening my computer to that. Hey, I, I can't be mad at it, you know? Listen, way to go, Idris. I thought I wasn't running this year, but I guess not. That's all right. 
that's all right. There's always 2019. He can't right. stay. He can't stay that sexy forever. I mean, can't <laughs> <laughs> <Kids>, no. <laughs> Okay, maybe. But one of these years, he's gonna slip. He's gonna slip. Then I'm gonna slide right on in. Slide right on in there. There you go. There you but that's all right. I'm gonna big him up. Big up a brother, man. Sexiest man alive. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure my wife has probably seen that as well. So no doubt there'll be some sort of physical copies or copies floating around. That's all right. It's okay. I can deal with that. But also, speaking of news, I am just um, catching on. Maybe I'm a little bit late to this whole uh, Rebel Wilson thing. Oh, you are hella late. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because, uh, listen, because mainly I don't pay attention to her. I have found her funny uh, when she's sort of been the funny sidekick in certain movies. Um, But I I wouldn't necessarily say that she's somebody I'm looking to see, be it on TV or in any movies. But then she makes this proclamation about how great it is to be the first plus size woman to to be the, the lead in a romantic comedy. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm sure she, well, I'm not saying I'm sure. I know she's wrong. I personally didn't feel it's worthy of the level of uh, vitriol only because I don't think Rebel Wilson is that big of a person to wear her voice is going to resonate that much now. So I'm just, I, so wait, wait hold on. I, I before you say okay. anything, hold on. I'm just going to no, say, cause I'm just going to tell you how this all shook out. Okay. But <laughs> I, I, I was there. I was there. I, okay. So hearing about it, I'm just like, Oh God, who cares? She's wrong. Let her bask in her delusion, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, cause we okay. all know mm-hmm. Queen Latifah have been doing rom-coms for a little while now. Mm hmm. So, and, and obviously there's Monique. There is. Do, you know, do, doing romantic comedy as well. So, I mean, for her to, to say that doesn't make, obviously doesn't make any sense. I, I, I'm guessing she's she's a, a millennial who probably just doesn't do the research before Don? she talks. So, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm not trying to, not trying to. All right, def- I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you get your okay. thoughts out because then I'll, then I'll drop the realness on you. Okay. Please do. Because okay. to me, she just comes across as some millennial who doesn't do the research and then obviously in love with social media and just feels the need to start talking, put it out there. And, and then it, I, being so wrong and then refusing to even acknowledge it is, you know, that's a pure millennial move. And double down. I look. I, I find the whole thing comical uh, with her. Uh, I I mean, I guess if people want to go at it, absolutely. I myself, it's it's almost at a, at a certain point. You know, I have to save my outrage for something a bit more hardcore than than Rebel Wilson. But but that's just me. Now, please proceed to tell me how wrong I am. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> You're not wrong in the general sentiment, but how it all, what, what had happened was. Oh, break okay. down. So first of all, Rebel Wilson is an elder statesman millennial like I am. She is 37 years old. 
Okay. She lied about her age. And that was a whole big controversy that came out a few years ago where people thought she was 10 years younger than she actually was. So that's a whole other thing that came out a few years ago. So with that said, (laughs) okay, got that out of the way. (laughs) Um, so she technically is probably a millennial, but a millennial that would know better. Um, well shit, if you're 37, yeah, yeah, you would think so. Yeah. Mm hmm. So, she said, I, I feel like this was a talking point that the producers of the movie gave her to say. And she was like, you know, really proud and overwhelmed and thought this was like an amazing achievement that she was be able, you know, and then like she was just really excited and wanted to express that on Twitter mm-hmm. with her face. And as she dropped the trailer, like they probably told her to like said, hey, did you know you're this? And here's the trailer to drop and, you know, promote the movie. So she so then, you know, people immediately were like, hey, what about Queen Latifah? What about Monique? What about Ricky Lake? What about Nikki Blonsky? What about America Ferreira and Real Women Have Curves? What about um, uh, uh, even uh, Tony Collette back when she did Muriel's Wedding? Oh, that's right. You know. Like she's not even the first Australian plus size romantic comedy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and certainly not even the first white and clearly not the first first because mm-hmm. um, there's, you know, Queen Latifah and Monique, like we said. So, you know, quite a few people went and like, hey, Rebel, uh, I know, you you know, you're super proud and that's awesome and everything. But, you know, don't forget about Queen Latifah and Monique. And everybody was super chill about it. Okay, mm-hmm. so then rather than just be like, oh, shit, I never seen those movies. My bad. Or, oh, I didn't even think about that. I totally forgot about it. My bad. Here's what she said. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, okay. Lord. So this one um, uh, a chick said, um, I love Rebel Wilson as much as the next girl, but she isn't the first plus side woman to play a lead in romantic comedy. Her name is a uh, half uh, half a pint doll said this and she's like queen latifah and monique have both played rom-com leads and then rebel wilson was like and let me just tell you her avatar uh half pint doll her avatar is white i'm not gonna say she's white but her avatar is white Mm -hmm. she said hey girl yeah of course i knew about these movies but it was questionable as to whether one technically those actresses were plus size when filming those movies or two technically those films are categorized billed as studio rom-coms with the sole lead so there's a slight gray area Okay, that's what she said. So that either says, you know, I'm fatter than they are. So, you know, that puts me on top. Like, who, like there's like there's some gradientness of, of plus sizeness or this wild misconception that black women are, you know, can be plus sized and have no uh, downside to it which Mm -hmm. is completely harmful and untrue like you know black women have been fat shamed you know or made fun of because of their size or they're this they just because you're not you know under you're undesirable to white men and you're like the 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 funny friend being the sassy black sidekick because you're plus size is not any less harmful you know it's just maybe your portrayal is less negative but it's still your your it's still just as harmful of a stereotype um and then she's saying technically those films are categorized and billed as a studio rom-com with a sole lead so there's a slight gray area which is saying i i've reading i mean for me that's saying those are black films so they don't count you know what i'm saying um 
which is ridiculous because there were movies in the movie theater with that were romantic comedies with a sole female lead who is plus size. Um, so then, you know, people were like, hey, you know, these are these are ridiculous. And why don't you just, you know, give props where props are due and call it a day? Like, why do you have to defend or double down on the statement that's a mis misspoke you misspoke right so then she started blocking only black people who brought this up like left and right like high profile blue check mark writers and journalists and and comedians who made a comment to her about it she immediately blocked them they were calling it the rebel wilson block party <laughs> and like, like she was just black 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 but the white people she would give a, a thoughtful response or just ignore them altogether like she wouldn't block them so that blew it, it took it from a casual misspoke to a volcano it's not even like a mountain you know a molehill into a mountain it was like I tripped into a volcano. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like it turned it into this huge shenanigans of her blocking people. And then there was this other uh, uh, podcast host. Um, I can't think of her name who like was friends with Rebel Wilson who tried to defend her and was like, I have some black friends and they say that, you know, being fat and, you know, in the black community is not so bad. And why don't you come on my podcast and you can educate me? And so that set all those, you know, uh, black writers and, and other celebrities off because it's like, why do we have to come and do your, you know, this la emotional labor essentially to come educate you? When you clearly don't really want to see the point that's laid out in like 10 bullet points for you right here, you're just trying to get podcast guests now off of, off of the back of this. And it's like, it just became shenanigans. And then finally her PR team took over and like <laughs> issued like a full apology. And like Mo even Monique had like said, you know, like she had tweeted at her and Monique was like the one black person that she didn't block. And she responded to it and was like, I'm sorry, I just meant to uplift the saw. I didn't realize that, you know, this, but she, rather than say that to everybody else, she blocked everybody else, like turned it into this huge nonsense. Um, and it just didn't have to be that way. And, and as far as the movie goes, being revolutionary or whatever, it's still a, almost like a rehashing of that Amy Schumer movie that just came out, I Feel Pretty, where, you know, you have this woman who's plus size and is not getting the love and attention that she wishes for, longs for, and has to, like, hit her head and have a concussion in order to be transported into an alternate universe where she feels like, you know, she can be accepted with the love of a traditionally attractive, you know, white guy. And you have movies like Queen, like the Queen Latifah movies, you know, Just Right and Last Holiday, where she's, it's not about her being fat. Be, her being plus size is a non-issue. Like, to be really revolutionary, you want to have a romantic comedy where being plus size is not the butt of the joke. Right. Like, I've never seen Rebel Wilson do anything where her size isn't part of the joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. that's not necessarily revolutionary in any way. Uh, her size is always part of the joke rather than, you know, her being able to find love 
and the size is not an is it just a non-issue it's always about that you know Mm -hmm. and so it's not that revolutionary of a movie anyway even if she was the first plus size lead of a rom-com which she's not clearly um it it's just it's still her her size is a joke her like she has to have a you know damn near die head injury to be considered attractive in an alternate universe right and it's just like whatever and so and i didn't i don't dislike rebel wilson like i felt like you know and i never did until you know recently like she's done some questionable things like uh what did she have like that uh blue stripper lives matter I don't recall that, only because, again, being honest, I don't pay attention to... to right, and it's like one yeah. of those things where you don't really pay attention to it, but it just sort of floats around. You're just like... Like, you see somebody who you don't... Like, like Anna Kendrick, not to drop her into this for any... But it's just like, she's good, you know, I see her and stuff, but I'm not going to go run out to the next one of her movies. But right. it's just... But if she were to say... Or Anne Hathaway, or anybody, if you just see her say something problematic, you're just like, aw... That's too bad. It was kind of like that. Like she would say something or do something, and you're just like, "Oh, that sucks." But you're not thinking that deep about it. Like I'm not a Rebel Wilson stan. I'm not a Rebel Wilson like super fan. It's just casually, I thought she was, you know, decent. Um, but again, looking back on everything I've ever seen her in, her size is always the butt of a joke. And this movie doesn't look any different. And then this whole catastrophe. It just came because there's this misconception on on Twitter and in social media in general. And I don't know where this came from and I don't know why this started. But to apologize or admit that you're wrong is seen as giving up some of your power that you have as an influencer in some way. And the power of social media is, you know, these people want to seem infallible to a certain extent. And that's why you'll have these shit storms that crop up every so often where they'll say something that's categorically false or stupid or racist or misleading or whatever. And then rather than just be like, oh, my bad, they'll double down or triple down or like hold their ground on it and hope their fans stand behind them and then they'll weather it and move on to the next thing. And it's so strange. Um, but it's definitely a Twitter phenomenon. Oh yeah. That, oh yeah. That I've noticed. And it's, it's different. You know, it's, it's interesting when you, when you're in this Twitter sphere where, you know, you can have people who are celebrities on Twitter and then you have people who are influencers on Twitter who are, you know, writers or maybe journalists or, you know, they write blog articles, but they're literally in this sphere just as famous, you know? And so, and then I feel like celebrities who are famous for other stuff like actors or, you know, politicians or, you know, like Elon Musk or whatever, like celebrities who are celebrities in other spheres, they look down on those Twitter celebrities. So if they have the audacity to correct them in any way, they don't feel like they're worth the time or the effort to uh, take into account what people are saying. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's something that, you know, there, that's just showing that the times are changing as far as, you know, media and celebrity and, 
things like that that they don't feel like are that important can really like this could tank that movie this controversy and i don't think they take it like the gravity of a situation like this like not oh it's just twitter oh these people aren't famous you know but they got that blue check and they have you know thousands of followers and something like this can black i mean black twitter can tank a movie for sure oh Uh, oh absolutely or you know make a movie or break a movie and i think that's just a an indicator of where you know media is going and how things are changing and you know as a, as an elder statesman millennial <laughs> <laughs> you know growing up in the time of analog and into the time of digital and seeing how things are changing so rapidly it's like you got to ride that wave and you got to be on it and you got to know that these things change and what's relevant changes and what means something changes and how that can impact your projects changes and you have to ride it and you have to know and you have to be aware and there's a certain level of self-awareness I feel like Hollywood celebrities are cocooned against you know it always takes me back to that that one uh anecdote I was listening to uh this one podcast the unpopular opinion uh with uh, Adam Todd Brown and they were talking about mm. I think it was that sh- they were talking about Eminem and it was like uh, I don't know if it was like MTV Cribs or something that Eminem was on and like back way back in the way back and he had a room full a library of porn and um, like just DVDs <laughs> like DVDs wall and he was like showing he was like super proud of it and then they were like you know the internet's free right and he had no idea like no idea that like he could just have the world of porn at his fingertips (laughs) because you know or you have you hear these stories of these celebrities who don't know how to use email or don't know like and it's changing because the internet is what's up like twitter is right now the best way to stay relevant and in the public eye, like George Takei gets it, he gets it, you know? And so it's just one of those things where studios, I think too, need to be more aware of how Twitter can impact their, their projects. And so this was just a whole thing. I'm not mad at her. I'm not like, I don't know. And see, that's the thing too. That was so killer was it wasn't outrage. Like everybody who was responding to her, it was super nice. (laughs) And and she, yeah. And that's a rarity. Yeah. Because, you know, they always want to say, you know, here's, here's what happens. Somebody will say something that's offensive and then somebody will get offended. And then suddenly the person who was offended is being a bully because they're being tone policed at how they handle their offense. They're being too loud. They're being too rude. Maybe if you explain it nicer, maybe if you, you know have a better tone about it, maybe mm-hmm. if you don't yell at me or you're, I feel like you're attacking me where you did something wrong and you hurt somebody and somehow you're the victim because they're hurt. And so like, that's kind of how things go. Everybody was super nice. Like, they were just like, hey, girl, you know, it's not that big of a deal, but you need to acknowledge these people who came before you. Or, you know, I love Rebel Wilson, but this is not right. Block, 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 block. Like, it was crazy. It was crazy to watch that unfold on, like, live on Twitter with, like, a bucket of popcorn. Just like, what is going on here? Like, I have never seen anything quite like the the Rebel Wilson block three party. 
uh, <laughs> on Twitter. It was crazy. I'm telling you, at some point, these young people are going to realize sometimes social media just ain't worth it. You, it's not. For, for some things, you do not have to put out there. You could just keep some shit to yourself. But, but, but you know, acknowledging when you fuck up is and, not a And that too. Just, just say just when you're wrong. Like, it's not hard. Yeah, you didn't have to double down and be like, you know, start talking about gray areas. Like I and I get it. Like she was so excited and proud of this accomplishment and she felt like it was being taken away by these non-celebrities. How dare they? You know, there's a gray area. I'm still the first. Like it was like a little bit of a temper tantrum, like a petulance about it. And rather than just be like, "Oh shit, my bad. This is this is not correct." let me take a step back, correct myself and move forward. Come see my movie. It's revolutionary because, you know, it's not. But I mean, just say whatever you want to say. Yeah, yeah. Don't double down on your wrongness. That's all I can say is don't (sighs) feel the need to not be wrong. Like, I get it. Like, you want to be a celebrity. You want to be in the public eye. You want to be on the right side of history and you want to be woke and you want to be infallible. But sometimes people do and say stupid shit and I do it all the time. Like even when we did that last 10 minute take and we were talking about, um, what were we talking about? Venom? The one no. before this, uh, was, uh, hold on. Uh, Halloween. Halloween. And you were saying that it, it took place after the first movie. And I was saying, I thought it took place after the second movie. And you, I even wrote on the 10 minute tape, you were right and I was wrong. It definitely, they they set it up where after Loomis shot Michael Myers and he fell off the balcony, they just made it, he didn't get back up. He got arrested. And they, oh. they picked up, that's where they I set see. this, that's where they set it. So I was wrong about that. And I wrote that on the 10 minute tape to let you know that I was wrong about it because I would rather our listeners have the right answer than for me to be right, if that makes sense. Right. Um, I would rather to be right be with wrong right. information, right. Correct. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Makes sense. Listen, at some point, the the young ones will learn. I hope so, but she ain't even that young. I, it, you know? I, which is crazy. Because <laughs> she's old like, enough. She's really old enough to know better. Really old. Like, she's been playing young. Yeah. But, but, and, it, and that came out yeah. like you even thought she was like a 20 something year old I, I thought she was probably in her late 20s but if you were 37 nah mm-hmm. son mm-hmm. you got to know better I mean you have your 20s to say and do stupid shit although nowadays with social media even with that you're losing out because there's too many prime examples that are just out there that you should learn from that it, it even your 20s is not forgiven you in that way because right. there's just too many examples of people saying dumb crap on social media and just getting lamb blasted or tanking their movie and and such that it's there's there's no excuse so i, I think in her case for her movie um it i mean it, it wasn't uh, let's I'm not going to say that uh, African-Americans weren't her demographic uh, because, I mean, we'll still go see any movie, you know, but I think her probably her main target was mainly probably uh, young white girls, probably in the 18 to 25 range, you know, 
trying to get them to to see this. Uh, so I I don't think if if say if, if uh, black people aren't really are sort of turned off to this, it might hurt the movie. Although that would have been a great um, demographic crowd to bring in for some good extra cash, which never yeah, hurts. It's a Valentine's Day movie. Exactly. Like, that's a huge female audience that goes to see movies. You so, know, black so, women go see right. movies. So it, so. It, it still might score with probably the, the main demographic that they were aiming for, but they probably just lost out on a whole bunch of, of cash that they could have have from her simply being so so tone deaf with 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 uh in responding to people but hey listen that's you know that's why sometimes you should really leave your social media accounts to PR people just let them handle it period you stay away from there let them do it and and you'll probably be it, it might be boring right but i, I mean, tell you what It'll save you from saying some really dumb shit. Or just don't, just be more self-aware. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Like, even if she didn't want to admit she was wrong, she could have just been like, oh, let me look into that. And then that could have been the end of it. And then she could have just rode the coast of, you know, she said it, but she's like, oh, you know, I didn't know. Let me look into that. Let me go watch these movies. And then come back when the next trailer drops and say something else and be like, you know what? These these women did it first, and I'm proud to to you know be you know on the on the on the shoulders of these greats, and because of them, here's my movie. You know, like she could have came out in a couple of months with the next trailer and been like, bam, you know. But she didn't want to be wrong, and how dare these these Twitter peons embarrass me in public like this? So she doubled down on it and then tripled down on it, and it's like. Even if you don't want to be lazy, you know, you can and have a PR person do all of your social media. Just don't be a dick. Yeah, that's true. You people are wrong. People are fallible. We all make mistakes. It's not a big deal. They'll learn. Don't worry. At, at some point. Yeah. Or actually, see, they'll just be more... They'll just be they'll just be more examples to to just make you shake your head and just be like unbelievable. Right. I guess my biggest problem too now after this is all played out is how you know the media you know um, in style and variety and all of the articles about it have just said you know. Rebel Wilson was called out after claiming she, like they're just making it about the in, initial event. And then but without and then they'll say or oh, she's accused of blocking black critics on Twitter. She's not accused. She literally did that. And they started posting their blocks as like a it was a long thread of Rebel Wilson blocked me too. Like it's not an accusation if there's receipts. And so the way that the media the traditional media has miscategorized the event as uh, she made a flub and everybody attacked her and then she blocked him or she made a flub and everybody attacked her is kind of how it's coming out yeah. and everybody was outraged yeah. that she made this mistake and that's not what happened people weren't outraged that she said that people were like mildly annoyed that she said that or surprised or, and they were just like oh hey this is not right 
And that could have been the end of it. There was no outrage. And so I feel like that's part of the problem is, you know, the media is got a taste for the blood in the water as far as social media outrage and cancel culture and wanting to fan those flames. Hey, listen, of, of it's, that. it's like, like they say in the news, if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. Yeah. They, they love, they, they do love that. That's, that's for sure. They love a good takedown. They do. And so they rather do. than get the facts right, or, you know, they, you know, it's like they smelled the, the blood in the water mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned is, mm-hmm. you know, she said a thing and everybody attacked her. You know, these angry black Twitter attacked her and she's been canceled. And it's like, that's not how that shook yeah. out yeah. this particular instance. I'm not saying every time that's the case, but this one is not how that went down. Yeah. And so it's just interesting that that's how it's portrayed. Listen, Rebel, if you want to come on our show and explain yourself, <laughs> Feel free. Hey, just hit us up. You, you you know how to find us. I'm sure she's a listener. I have, I have a feeling she is. I'm pretty positive. You know. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I get I, I get a feeling for that. Yeah. I, I do. I do. <laughs> you know, I, I'm totally getting away from her because I, I, just forgetting about that. Yeah, we wasted a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. talking about her. Uh, I'm, I am going to say uh, it is November, uh, Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, there are two films I'm I'm sort of kind of looking forward to. Uh, one is, uh, obviously, is Creed 2. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just is. It's like, I, I am a Rocky diehard. I think the Rocky movies are amazing, except for Rocky Five. I refuse to even acknowledge that that movie exists. Rocky V doesn't exist. It, it never will. Never will. Every other Rocky movie is amazing. The Creed movies, the well, the first Creed, amazing. And this one, Drago's back with this. I'm like, yes. Don't care how, I don't care if everybody saw that and their mama coming a mile away. Don't care. So ready for this movie. So ready. And I'm just ready. I'm going to be there in IMAX if need be watching this with my 3D glasses on if if that's the case. Don't care. <sighs> okay, we're ready for that. And the other one, and I just saw a commercial for it like a day or two ago, is the movie Green Book. With, um, oh, yeah, I have a friend in that. Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali and the Viggo Viggo Mortensen. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right now. Uh, I think I can can dig that. Mainly because two actors that I thoroughly enjoy. And since it's based off of a true story, I kind of dig those movies to to a degree. I mean, you know, sometimes they, they take a lot of liberties. But just for those two gentlemen, I'm kind of, um, interested. Yeah, and seeing that one. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if it's how much. Like, if, if anybody knows about, uh, I, I believe they were called the Green Books, where back in like the you know the 50s and 60s in the Deep South, it was a book of places, uh, and, and it, it was it was it was almost like a rescue pamphlet of of places black people could go to. 
right. that were available for, right. for black people when traveling, you know, through the South, be they restaurants or hotels that would accept them. So I'm, I'm sort of curious as to. Well, the, it's the Negro Motorist Green Book. The Negro, um, and exactly. it was the segregation travel guide where, you know, but the movie's not about that. No, no, no. Um, I'm not saying it, it, it's about the book, but it's yeah. funny how. I, it, I, I I'm sure it it, it's it's I'm sure it's going to play in because it you know it's about this this class it's this classical pianist uh, who goes by the name of uh, Don Shirley and his yeah. uh, uh, driver and security guy as he's performing through the South. So th- the use of the Green Book I'm, I'm sure within the story it's going to be about yeah. finding yeah. where he can actually stay and go. It's just interesting how they're using the title of the Green Book in this movie. I mean, we know it's not about it or, or like how it starts or is created. I just thought it was interesting sort of acknowledging the that Green that Book, thing, yeah. that that was a thing, and, and which, which will no doubt, you know, uh, play in this movie. Uh, I mean, and again, just the fact that, uh, my, God, I'm always screwing this man's name. Is it Mahershala? Yeah, my Yeah, the fact that he's in it, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch. I mean, it was just, uh, I think it was last week. I, I rewatched. Um, uh, uh, oh God, what's? Uh, not, I keep wanting to say Little Women, but it's not Little Women. It's um, with. Uh, oh crap, uh, Janelle Monae. Um, Moonlight. No. Uh, from Empire, uh, Tarashi P. Henson. Um, they're the, the NASA women. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what, what, what's it called? Uh, oh, crap. Now you done knocked <laughs> it out of me. <laughs> I, I was just looking at it last week. Oh, um, oh. Uh, hidden figures, hidden figures. Jesus, I don't know why I was thinking little women for some unknown reason, but right. I was just watching, you know, that's a good movie, hidden figures. It's a great movie, and, and even in his role, I, I'm watching him, and and then it, I, I I rewatch Moonlight again, and he's freaking amazing in, in there, and uh, oh man, so him and and I'm always a fan of of, of Vigo Mortensen, amazing actor. So I mean, you get two quality guys in what looks to be a quality movie. So I'm like, yeah, I'll. I'll check it out. I mean, I, and then he's going to be in the new season of True Detective too, which looks oh, like it's going to be back on track. Where yes. the first season was like super good, and the second season kind of fell off. Um, which I'm I'm super psyched to see it, and I'm really you know I'm looking forward to seeing Green Book. I do want to say though, if any Black Hollywood producers are listening, I would love 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 to see a movie about the creation and inception of the actual green, green book. book. Yeah. That's like, true. That's a hella interesting story that I would love to see. Um, I was a little bit bummed that that's not what this movie was about when I heard about it being filming, you know, filming is a film in new Orleans and casting and stuff. And I have a, uh, you know, some, I know some people who are in it on the ground in new Orleans and it's like, I would have loved to see that movie too. So it, hopefully it's still, I mean, it's still a viable story that, you know, instead of all these remakes and sequels and reboots and stuff, like there's a lot of stories out there that we want to see and we want to know. Um, in addition to those two movies, I am super looking forward to Overlord. I don't know. I keep saying it, but I'm like here mm-hmm. 
War. It, it looks scary. It looks interesting. World War Two is, I you know, it's like Bone Tomahawk, where you have a western, but it's also a horror movie. Yep. yep. Like having that that kind of genre bending war movie that's also a horror movie is you know kind of exciting, and I'm here for it. I am here for it. <laughs> Sheree is here for some horror. Well, because I know I'm going to have to go see it by myself, and that's fine. Hey, Hey, nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Listen, I thoroughly do enjoy seeing movies by myself sometimes. You know? I do. Telling you. You go on like a Tuesday early afternoon, nobody that bother you. You you can pick wherever you want to sit. Man. All that popcorn and drink for yourself? You ain't got to share? Man. Who are you telling? Who right. are you telling? Yeah. So those are definitely what we're looking forward to. And uh, and you're right. That that true detective. I need to go um, see the trailer for that and and kind of formulate some thoughts on that one. But right when I knew he was going to be in that, I'm like, oh, well, pff, I'm watching that. I mean, there's just no way I'm not. So, right. I'm, yeah, I'm ready for that. I'm, I'm so ready for that. But, yeah. To our tens of listeners, let us know what you are ready for. We want to hear. We want to find out because come the end of the year, always some interesting, interesting things happening as well as what is coming up for next year. Whew, 2019, that looks to be a hell of a year for movies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to find out from you and the best place, the best place. To hit us up and let us know is tcatnetwork.com. That's right. tcatnetwork.com. It's all there, people. It's all there. All of our podcast episodes there. Our 10-minute takes are there. Good Morning Antioch is there. You want to hit us up on Facebook? We've got a link for it right there. Facebook.com slash tcatpodcast. You want to email us? Boom. It's there at tcatpodcast at gmail.com. You even want to give us a phone call. It's 504-345-9344. It's there. It's all there. Under one roof. We've made it easy for you. tcatnetwork.com. It don't get no easier. tcatnetwork.com. Let that sink in. Let it marinate. Remember it. Love it. Bookmark it. Always T-C-A-D. go back there. T-C-A-D. T-C-A-D. T-C-A-D-T-C-A-D-T-C-A-D-T-C-A-D-T-C-A-D-T-C-A-D-T-C-A-D-T-C-A-D-T-C-A-D-T-C-A-D-T-C-A-D-T-C-A-D-T-C-